0: At LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply.
2: This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money, so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives. And now, get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC Terms and Condition Supply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then, Judy discovered
0: com. It's
1: my little escape.
0: Now, Judy's the life of the party.
1: Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon.
0: Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs>
1: So I like how we blew through all the NFL draft stuff yesterday. And what has the most page views today? AJ invited to the combine and nope, we didn't give a scholarship out to a two star kid that (laughs) is really exploding. Might or might not be an indictment of Purdue football right now.
3: Well, I remember over the summer because that's when we do like our countdown and stuff. We had a post about Purdue having more patents than like any other Big Ten school. And that was the most popular post of the day. I mean, we can send them the messages from our own damn readers who don't want us to talk about football anymore.
1: <laughs> I don't want to write about football anymore. Football, football is pain baseball. and suffering. We're just writing oh, about
3: something that's so even we don't worse. <laughs> yeah. They're not forced to. Oh, we have to get out five more posts in the next hour, sort of thing. Hey, I was a machine last night. Well, I was watching Interstellar, like missing the entire thing. <laughs> yeah, I should not have watched that before going to bed because now in my, I was trying, I was going to bed thinking all this general relativity stuff and how the hell that whole movie worked. That would be a great movie to watch high.
1: <laughs>
3: oh my God. You might as well. And I have two freaking science degrees, and I'm still trying to figure out the movie. <laughs>
1: I'm a liberal arts major. I'm like I just want to watch it high.
3: You're the token liberal arts major that comes out of Purdue, right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Oh, lovely. There's a tornado in Marion County, five miles southwest of the airport. Nice. Oh, perfect. <laughs> so since I'm under a tornado warning and Kyle's under a tornado warning. <laughs>
3: no, Kyle's not under a tornado warning and uh, you're, yeah, you're in a tornado warning. My buddy's in Frankfurt and he's about to get absolutely
4: destroyed. He sent me a, a picture of his, his radar and it was like all red coming at him. I was like, Godspeed, buddy.
1: I'm going to keep an eye on this so I don't have to sprint upstairs, grab a sleeping toddler and sprint into our basement. So this is weird. when I need a fire pole. <laughs> Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the eighth, ninth, seventh—I have one of those episodes Ten. of the 10th. thank you, Han. You know, if only somewhere we're in charger end here. Anyway, uh, the tenth episode of the Hammer and Rails podcast. We thank you for listening to this professionally done and just well-oiled machine that we are here uh, with us. As always, we have Juan Crespo from Ann
3: Arbor. How you doing, Juan? Doing well. Doing well. Um... Yeah, I can't really say much else other than that.
1: And also joining us tonight, our third member, we have a new writer here at Hammer and Rails. Uh, he formerly wrote for a different Purdue website that kind of went by the boards, but we'll give him the floor here to describe what he did and what he's going to be doing for us. Kyle Holderfield, a current student at Purdue.
4: Yeah, nice to meet everybody or whoever's listening. Just trying to survive the tornado of West Lafayette right now. And I formerly wrote for uh, Deep Dish Sports. Uh, I covered the Purdue basketball season this past year and some uh, Pacers basketball, but focusing mainly on the uh, helping out with the recruiting for Hammer and Rail. So that'll be fun.
1: Because uh, because I know football recruiting for Purdue is just so... I mean, we're going to be the next Bama in that regard.
4: <laughs> Hopefully. Start pulling in the five stars here.
1: It's funny because I believe we've only ever had one five-star football recruit, and that was the infamous Kyle Williams who went crazy and had, I believe, three different assault charges leveled against him and is currently in jail. So, huzzah,
3: five stars. All the four-star recruits, don't they just eventually like flame out or transfer anyway? Uh, most
1: of them. Yeah, I mean, the one four-star recruit that we had in this draft class was uh, Ryan Watson was originally a four-star, and he didn't even make it as an undrafted free agent. And we also, you know, Danny Etling, Keontae Green, who apparently is on quintuple secret probation by Hazel for God knows what. But we'll, we'll get to football later. Let's let's talk about some happy things right now. Uh, the news broke yesterday that both A.J. Hammonds and Caleb Swanigan were invited to the nba draft combine so let's see what would this mean for obviously hammonds is gone but what does this mean for biggie
3: um i think it's a bit of a boost for his profile that he's already being invited to a combine i mean throughout the year where it was kind of obvious he wasn't nba ready but i mean if the scouts are willing to bring him in for extra evaluation i mean that's Good, I guess it doesn't exactly mean he's going to be gone though. I guess they do invite about seventy players to the NBA draft or to the NBA combine, and sixty get drafted, and what ten or fifteen of those drafted are from Europe who aren't even invited to the combine. So, I yeah, mean, you because do demand- they always
1: have to yeah they always have to take a flyer on the uh, seven foot six dude from the Congo who you know is really extremely tall, but just last week discovered what a basketball is, and uh, you know has never played in shoes, but. He, you know he's really tall and so he has tremendous upside potential or whatever
3: or you know that guy from Slovakia every now and then that gets drafted oh yes. Who's yeah, only the, making seven points per game? But of course, you have to consider that's in European units. So when you convert that into the American freedom units, that's about what eighteen points per game, according to the NBA, probably.
1: Uh, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not up on what the exchange rate is right now between the the euro point and the U.S. point.
3: Yeah, Greece isn't helping with all of this. So beware the Greeks, especially when they get bring gifts. Oh. <laughs> Well, no, now that we've uh, officially insulted the Greeks and those from the Congo.
1: (laughs) See, we're equal opportunity insulting here.
3: It's 2016. (laughs) We must hate evenly.
1: But yeah, it'll be interesting to see how this works out for Biggie because I think he wants to be gone. I think he's ready to go to the NBA because in that previous interview that mentioned that, you know, he just wants to get drafted. Well, okay. yeah. Are you going to get the news? And are you going to go if you think you're a lower second round pick or what? And there's been no indication on any of the draft boards that I've seen that he's even close to being a second round pick. Uh, I'm just wondering what he's going to do. And it's like, what is it going to take for him to explode at the combine and actually get drafted and stay in?
4: Yeah, I def- I think it'll be interesting as well. I mean, the kid just turned eighteen, so what if he does have a really good combine and he sneaks up into, you know, a late second round pick or whatever? But I, just watching him this past season, I don't, you know, I don't think he is quite ready to make the jump yet. He needs some polishing on his offensive skills and definitely on defense. But he could be a monster next year when he comes back, or if he if he comes back, I guess.
1: Yeah, he he definitely seems like one of those guys that could have a tremendous sophomore season and use that to springboard into into like a first-round pick or maybe even a lottery pick. But he really hasn't had one of those games, I think, where a guy just takes – where he just takes over and just puts the entire team on his back to win. But then again, I didn't think uh, – is, is it Deonta Davis for Michigan State who only averaged like six points a game, but everybody – is just convinced he's a lottery pick. You know, I don't really know what these NBA talents or these NBA coaches see in a lot of them. And I think it really depends on, you know, what the NBA guys say. We don't think he's ready, but the NBA guys may think he is. So,
3: yeah, he did have that because you said there wasn't that one game where he put everyone on where he put the whole team on his back. I mean, I will disagree on that point. There was the Wisconsin game to end the season.
1: Yeah. But, but that's only just Thompson one game. In that
3: one. Is it just you had one
1: Thompson game, but- in that game, and it was just one
3: game. Right. But I was just, you know, counteracting your point. Well, there was one game, technically, Mm -hmm. not to be wrong here. But I agree with uh, a lot of what you said. Maybe the NBA scouts are seeing something that we haven't seen. Who knows? It'd be interesting if he's discussing this with AJ as well, because his sophomore and junior years, he's played with the, the NBA scouts and stuff and decided to come back. So maybe he's discussing with him, seeing what's the proper protocol, et cetera, et cetera.
1: And remember, we have not had a guy actually leave early and stay in the draft since Glenn Robinson. But he's the first Mr. Basketball that we've had since Glenn Robinson. So, and I, I remember the days of Willie Dean declaring early and coming back. Uh, but this also likely means that Vince Edwards is almost assuredly back since he did not get a combine invite. Correct?
3: Uh, according to a drill on Courier, I think it was, he's still going to be having some individual workouts with some NBA teams. So, But I think for him, it was mostly just to get feedback that he can get while being a declared draftee without an agent sort of thing. But I mean, this is the whole weird thing. This is the first year that a player can draft without hiring an agent and still be eligible to come back. So I think this is a whole new process that we're still dealing with because we're looking at what 12 to 15 players currently invited to the combine don't have agents so they can still come back, including uh, most notably probably Melo Trimble and Troy Williams out of Maryland and IU. There's a lot of interesting stuff going on here. Or Nigel Hayes as well too is also declared without an agent uh, out of the Big Ten. So who knows what's going to happen here? Uh, there's going to be a lot of stuff happening between now and May 25th when they have to decide if they're coming back or staying in the NBA.
4: It's just a weird thing with you know the the whole all the new rules and all that stuff. And uh, I definitely think Vince is coming back next year. And if he he comes back, well definitely going to come back. But yeah, he and Biggie together next year could be scary. And then you throw in Haas and. Uh, you know, we're, we're returning quite a bit still, even with losing AJ and Ray, but just hoping that Biggie comes back. Hopefully he realizes, but you know, just like you said, Travis, uh, the scouts might be telling him something different because, you know, Deontay Davis, I didn't, didn't impress me all that much this year, but he seems like he's going to be a top 15 pick in the draft. Who knows? That's what happen. shocked
1: the hell out of me is, you know, he's this guy that to me, if you're going to be a top 15 pick in the NBA draft, you've got to be just dominant in college basketball and Davis I'm like who
4: yeah exactly yeah, it's, you know, some some guys have, like, Denzel Valentine going 15 or lower in some of them, and that just baffles me to have, like, uh, Juan was talking about, the, you guys were talking about the foreign guys coming over the average, like, three points a game, and they get picked in the top five, like, you know, his own or whatever last year, and it's just mm-hmm. going to keep happening, and it's just bizarre to me. The whole NBA draft is just weird to me. Hopefully Biggie ends up coming back because we could use him for sure.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, and if he does it, Produce suddenly in a bit of a crunch because they're down to eight scholarship guys at that point, assuming we don't get a graduate transfer.
4: Yeah, that would be, it would not be a good situation to get into. So. Uh, Maybe Painter knows something that we don't know.
1: (laughs) Well, speaking of drafts, uh, the NFL draft was this weekend, and as usual, Purdue made a statement. They went out there and had their one guy get drafted. Anthony Brown, we'd like to offer your congratulations to you. We'd also like to offer congratulations to our undrafted free agents that signed with David Hedelin, Frankie Williams, Danny Anthrop, and Robert Kugler. So it's nice to see they at least will get a shot at making a roster. Once again, sad, sad times in West Lafayette with just one guy drafted and in the sixth round at that. So, uh, any thoughts on the NFL draft, guys?
4: It gets worse and worse every year for us. (laughs) I swear. (laughs) It just keeps getting worse and worse. And, you know, uh, I'm glad that uh, Danny and Coogs and. Frankie and everybody are getting a chance but it's just sad we only get one guy drafted and it was based off his combine stats it wasn't based off what he did in the season because we didn't use him properly obviously if he can run a 4 three forty and he's second in bench press at the combine I mean
3: but well,
1: that, uh, and that well, and when you start him 10 yards off the line of scrimmage every exactly. time regarding a receiver but
3: hey he had a great game against Nebraska but True. I mean, so, but even the water boy had a great game against Nebraska. Oh, that's
1: because you could have had anybody, any you could have had any of us playing quarterback for Nebraska and we would have had a gay, better game. I have never seen, and, and I know the guy was a former on and everything, but I've never seen a college quarterback meltdown like that.
3: Well, have you not been watching Purdue football for the last three years?
1: Well, we haven't had a meltdown where we threw four interceptions in one game. Oh wait, never mind.
3: I'll just, I'll just stop. It's the one game where Shoup had an offensive boner, as I said. It just. For three hours there, he figured out what an offense was. And it's like, sweet, I can score touchdowns. And then forgot about it the rest of the season.
1: Well, he was helped out by four interceptions and a fumble. And I think like four of the drives started in Nebraska territory. I'm not even going to give Shoop credit on that. Because anybody can score when you get the ball on the 20-yard line.
3: This is true. But it was still just weird to see (sighs) you put up 55 points. Yeah. Still mind-boggling.
1: I mean, the overall streak of 19 years is great and everything. And I know that the hype machine that is our sports information department is going to keep pumping that up and keep pumping that up, that (laughs) it's a great thing. And it really is, but it's only one guy. And we're talking about developing one person out of a class of 20 players that can move on to the next level. I mean, it's pathetic when you consider. Look at what Ohio State did. They had how many guys drafted? 14. Yeah,
4: I think seven I would... in the first two rounds or three rounds.
3: Well, IU had th- two or three players drafted. Two of them before even Anthony Brown was drafted. I mean. And one of first rounder. What the hell happened? I mean, we went years without an IU player being drafted, and now we're having multiple being drafted before a Purdue player's even drafted. Like, seriously. Well, but this right now they is? are
1: they, they are a far, far better team. Well, you got to realize, Juan, uh, you're, seeing, you're not seeing the progress that Burke and company are seeing. You know, they had <laughs> measurable progress, according to them, this past year that was made <laughs> off the field. And the decision to keep Hazel was made on that measure, measure measurable progress, and his buyout had absolutely nothing to do with that, so...
3: I mean, we need to get into Hazel's mind that he needs six wins in one year to get to a bowl game, not six wins in three years to get to a bowl game.
1: And and you still need to have five of those against FBS opponents because FBS opponents because you can only count one FCS win.
3: But even last year, like two or three teams got into bowl games with five wins because they just had too many bowl games now.
4: Five wins—that's <laughs> all we need. Just get five. Oh, geez, You can't even get three.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Hey, he had three in his second season. I never thought a three and nine year with a road win over Illinois would be the high water mark of Purdue football.
3: But October twenty fourteen was the high mark for Hazel. Like that was yeah. the where every where we like finally realized. Oh, these are how my players work and their, their talents and their potential. And then everyone got injured at the Nebraska.
1: yeah. And- Because he beat Illinois, and he pushed Michigan State to where they had the ball and a chance to tie against Michigan State, and that was an all-timer Michigan State team. Uh And then there was that game at Minnesota that they lost by a point because of this ridiculously stupid personal foul penalty 50 Uh yards away from the play. And then it's just been downhill Uh since then.
4: It has. Yeah, it's a joke.
1: We know the readers don't like us to talk about – write about football, let alone talk about it. So let, let's go on to something a little more positive and we well, can
3: ranting. I mean they might appreciate that. They might appreciate really? me freaking out that IU had more players drafted than Purdue. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought I'd see the day, even at Purdue's low points. <laughs> But let, let's talk about something a little
1: positive. It's in one of our lesser sports. And no, we're not talking about what is awesome what, our awesome women's golf team or anything. Let's give some love to the club sports here as the Purdue men's lacrosse team. Yes, lacrosse. <laughs> they won the great, uh, the GRLC conference championship. I'm not sure what the GRLC, but I think it's like the G-R lacrosse champion, lacrosse conference. Third time in four years that they have won said championship. Ooh. So. yeah.
3: We go
1: one brick yeah. higher, right?
4: One brick higher. <laughs> now we just gotta get into Big Ten play and go play some Rutgers. If they do, they even have does the Rutgers have lacrosse?
1: <laughs>
3: lacrosse? Oh yeah, Rutgers Actually, lacrosse right. is like the one good, the one sport that Rutgers is good at. Yeah, let's say
4: East Coast. That's all they're all about lacrosse in the East Coast, Duke and Rutgers and all those teams down the east side. Yeah,
3: like I still remember Mason Brews preview and like Mason Brew. They're probably like one of the more serious of the blogs but even their title for the michigan rutgers lacrosse game was michigan versus right holy cow rutgers is actually good at something <laughs>
1: <laughs> so according to according to the big 10's website there are six programs in the big 10 that have lacrosse uh rutgers who is actually leading this year ohio state What's penn called? state michigan maryland and associate john. member john, john Hop- Hopkins. Hopkins. gotta get those
3: doctors
4: in right Get rid of Johns Hopkins. Let's put in Purdue's lacrosse team. Maybe we'll be successful.
1: Well, probably. we we have some uh, pretty successful club sports. Purdue club baseball. Who I keep saying Purdue club baseball needs to play the varsity baseball team uh, <laughs> for the rights to play at Alexander Field because Purdue club baseball is, I believe, like sixteen and one or something.
4: Yeah, if those guys are sixteen and one, they can probably play with our team. <laughs>
3: Wow, it's true. Kyle, you're doing well in your first podcast, I must say. <laughs>
1: um, they they finished their regular season today and try to find like they were playing at Illinois and I think they play like and um, the they have played at JJB Field on the south side of Lafayette. Who knew? Well, it's funny because we all we always get uh, tweets from, like, lacrosse, Club Lacrosse and Club Baseball asking us to kind of give them a shout-out and everything else, and, well, we're giving it to them here. We have the podcast <laughs> to talk about Purdue Club Baseball and Purdue Lacrosse because, well, our varsity sports programs are still <laughs> under the guidance of Morgan Burke.
3: And Rob will sometimes talk about the men's volleyball club team as well so we hit that every now and then too so we got three mm. club sports covered <laughs> so club club men's volleyball club lacrosse and club
1: baseball we will club you to death here at hammer and rails <laughs> that's right
3: all we need to do is start c- covering uh the club hockey team yes um, we yeah. do have club and hockey we can cl- cover them too that's another club sport
4: Okay, I I work over over at the uh, in the union at the Purdue shop, the little lid store down the corner there. Um, mm-hmm. Just part time job. And I had a kid come in and his family, and they were they were they were there to to watch the club, I guess, hockey team or meet meet and greet with the club hockey team because I guess he's supposed to come to Purdue and play on this club hockey team I was like wait so you're kind of like on a recruiting visit for a club sport and they're like yeah I guess so I was like oh okay that's a little different never heard of that before but so I was just so some little tidbit I thought it was funny you guys start talking about the club hockey I had a couple of kids come in at my, my sh- shop where I work at and talk about this club hockey team that I knew nothing about until about a month ago
3: well I mean especially if you don't have that actual varsity sport the clubs probably have a bit more leeway in terms of going on recruiting whereas like probably the club base just kind of waits around to see who didn't make the walk-on or didn't mm-hmm. pass the walk-on tryouts <laughs> for the baseball team. So maybe one day and we'll I, get a hockey team.
1: And that's the thing, though, is I, we get asked all the time, it's like, oh, when are we going to get a hockey team or anything like that? We would have to build an arena. It's not like you could just take up the floor in Mackey Arena and put a hockey rink under it. No, we would have to build an arena. And this is from the school that can barely get any improvements to the football stadium because of how cheap our uh, president is.
3: Well, I mean, the easiest way to go about that would be to to get a new uh, indoor track and field and then convert Lambert into a hockey arena. That I think would be the most ideal because that would
1: what, be awesome as a hockey arena. Because that's what yeah, Michigan
3: did with Yoast. It used to be the indoor football facility, then became the basketball arena of the field, like their field house before Chrysler was built, and then after they built Chrysler, they converted it into the hockey arena. Mm. So that's why their hockey arena is named after a former football coach. So. Get the petition going. Well, as I often
1: say, we just need a sugar daddy.
3: Yeah, we do. <laughs> Especially for hockey, that's going to be an expensive sport to add. And you'd have to add women's hockey, too, for Title Nine. True. Or, I mean, you could also add another women's sport elsewhere. I mean, you could easily add gymnastics or something. They could easily use Mackey Arena for that. So, or the
1: IAF or, or, or Beaver Court would be a good one for gymnastics.
3: Right. Or Crew, you could add them. There's a good women's rowing club. You could add them and because the, the Big Ten already has rowing as well.
4: The Mighty Wall Bash is around the corner. This it true.
1: Oh, wow. And talk about time. I just got a tweet here. that says, the boys over at Peru men's Lacks just won the conference sale in four years. You give them some love. Well, we are loving them up here on, Saturday- on Sunday night. <laughs> <laughs> we got their back. Oh, yeah. So, on that note, we should probably get things up because there's a massive hell hitting my house, and I may be dead within the next few t- minutes for a maternal yeah. thunderstorm.
3: We can tell because you're starting to break up here. Yeah, so, he is. Yeah, I think we officially lost Travis. I think he's dead. The website's now ours. Travis is yeah. dead. I'm <laughs> in mean, my death, please. See, we can barely even hear him. Yeah. So he's dead. Rest in so, peace, Travis. Uh, well, let I'll lead off to the
4: final thoughts here. Oh yeah, guys, it's great, great having me on here. It's a good talk. I look forward to doing many more of them. And uh, I, I'm just gonna do a quick prayer before bed tonight to make sure that <laughs> my house doesn't get hit with a tornado uh, and that Travis's house does not get destroyed. So. Uh, thanks for having me guys.
1: And thanks a lot for coming on and we're looking forward to your introduction later this week. I'm sure you'll have your first article up later this week with some uh breaking recruiting news as we sign all the five star in football.
4: Yep, yep. I'll I'll keep everybody interested in on the football recruiting trail, hopefully.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, any final thoughts, Juan? Well, earlier this week they did make the bison the national mammal of the United States. So it's nice that your mother is finally getting the recognition she deserves.
1: Oh, my brother's <laughs> insane.